Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. In your role as a CFO, Mm. And in Alan's role as CEO, what would you say is the thing that differentiates you? Alan has unreasonably long-term vision. Alan knows what's going to happen in 30 years. Alan doesn't care about today at all. Almost, I'll say oftentimes in the past to a detriment, where I only cared about today all the time to the detriment of the long-term vision. So Alan is charting the course And he is building and I'm trying to make sure that we don't hit any icebergs on the way. And I bring certain things to his awareness that he might not recognize. Really, I understand that I'm a very good operator. I'm very good in the day to day. I'm pretty good dealing with mayhem and jumping from thing to thing where Alan should be locked in a room coaching. He should be locked in a room building the business. He shouldn't necessarily be as accessible as I am. The difference is he is the vision and I am the one who makes sure we stay on path in terms of challenging him when he needs to be challenged and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. He knows some stuff. He's something special. I'm very blessed. I realized that I'm on a, an interesting journey. For a long time, Jeanette, one of my biggest struggles was admitting that I didn't create this myself. I wanted to think that this was my company and I was going to be the CEO. And eventually it got to the point where I was confident enough in myself to say, look, Alan has built more than 50% of this. I've helped him in many ways, but he's helped me just as much, if not more. And I couldn't have done this without him, just like he couldn't have done it without me, but just in different ways. And having that humility has definitely been a challenge, but also the freest thing in the world when I can just say that openly on a podcast now, like I'm not the visionary. And you guys have been friends for a very long time since childhood. Yeah, we went to, we went to middle school together. I played spin the bottle with Alan and the popular girls in middle school at his house. And then during high school, Alan was an academic. I was an athlete. We did not get along very well. But we reconnected after high school and college. He quit his corporate job, went all in on entrepreneurship. When it was time for me to quit my job and go all in, he was the person that I was attracted to. And him and I partnered up and built a business together right around that. Yeah, twenty when I was 26, 27, that's when it started. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how did you grow and expand your podcast to over 600,000 listeners in 125 countries. How does that happen? (laughs) I would say number one is consistency. Since Alan and I partnered up, we've never missed. I mean, we partnered up probably 25 episodes in and we've never missed since then. We've never, ever missed. That's one. We're playing with a compound effect. You understand your financial services. We're playing with a compound effect. So we understand that the results now don't even really matter because eventually it's going to get weirder and weirder and weirder and we'll be able to help more people. That's one of the things. I think the other thing is we delayed gratification for a long time. I mean, I was $35,000 in credit card debt, living with one of my best friends. My car broke down and I couldn't fix it. When I lived with my 
she was my girlfriend. Now she's my wife, but she had to pay rent because I couldn't afford to pay rent. We started a podcast, but it was like a startup. That's really what happened is we went all in on this and we put our livelihood on the line. And it wasn't, we're just doing it on the weekends when we feel like it. It was, this is going to be a business and we have to build it every single day. And one thing that we do that I haven't seen a lot of other podcasters do, and I talk to many podcasters, and this is always the advice I give. You have to get wildly familiar with your community. Free calls. I still do free calls. I, I want to talk to the community. I want to get to know our listeners. I want to know what they're going through. At the end of the day, a podcast is a problem solver. People tune in because they want their problems solved or they want to listen to people talk about what they're dealing with. If you don't understand what your audience is dealing with, it's going to be very hard to grow because you're just going to be talking about random stuff. So you said that in the beginning, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. You got to figure out who you're talking to, double, triple, quadruple down on that, and then just stay hyper, hyper consistent. Are there some commonalities in some of the angst of your listeners who are trying to accomplish certain things in their life? I know not everyone's trying to be a podcaster, mm. but in whatever their lane is or path is, what's, what's some of those common things that you and Alan are faced with as you consult and coach and mentor? Number one is low self-worth. Alan and I both had low self-worth when we started this and we attracted people who resonated with that. So believe it or not, our audience is primarily women and humans who identify as women. Did not expect that as a, a tattooed bodybuilder. That was not the goal. That was not the plan. So I believe what it is, Jeanette, is it's two young men younger when we started having deep conversations and being vulnerable and talking real authentically without ego of I have to seem better than I am. There's no, there's none of that negativity. So I think that our audience is drawn to that. So I would say low self-worth is a struggle. Lack of confidence goes hand in hand with low self-worth. Struggle with consistency. That's a big one that we see. Struggle with consistency. Relationships. Because with low self-worth comes oftentimes toxic relationships and traumas that are associated with that. And then one of the other things that's interesting, and Alan deals more with this because he works with businesses, but lack of the understanding of numbers and the importance that numbers play in success in everything. I was the same way. I didn't understand the importance of numbers at all. So yeah, those, there's a lot of emotional, but then there's also like the logical side of if you get a little bit better every day for a couple of years, your life is drastically different. In one of your episodes, you and Alan talked about finding the right structure, finding the right structure for your unique life it can take practice, revision and flexibility, but the effort is worth it. That the structure piece seems to be one of the main things that I talk to people about a lot. Many people don't believe that they need structure or want structure. They want to let it flow, let it be flexible. Maybe it was you. Yeah, I think it was me because we were talking about how when you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, you assume, well, I'm going to have time freedom. I'm going to be able to get everything done. And then when you realize nobody's looking over your shoulder, it's like, ah, it doesn't really matter if, if I don't do this today. Yeah, my routine, Jeanette, I would wake up at 4.30. I would do my morning routine. I'd journal. I'd meditate. I'd go to the gym at 6, get home at 7, shower and nap for a couple hours. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that's what entrepreneurs did. And then I would work a couple more hours and that would be it. So yes, we want time freedom. But in a weird way, time freedom is a result of structure. And I tell people that all the time. When I started tracking my habits, I got way more productive and then I had way more free time if I chose to. I don't necessarily choose to have free time. But if you're tracking 20 habits a day and you can get all of your habits done in three hours, congrats, you have five hours of freedom. 
if you when you get to that point, if that's what you're aiming for. Yeah, it's interesting. Oftentimes, the thing that we want is a result of something that we don't necessarily desire. It's weird how the world is set up. Yeah, it was you that was talking about it because what got me was the nap. Yeah, got to have a nap. If that's what all the entrepreneurs are doing, I thought it was I thought it was necessary. No oh. more naps. I don't have I don't have time for naps anymore, which is probably a good thing, honestly. So as you grow your podcast even larger and wider, what is the goal? Yeah, the ultimate goal is to have the most successful self-improvement brand in the world. That's really what the long-term vision is. Again, it won't be for 10, 15, 20 years. It's going to be a while from now, but that's really what we're playing for. The giant earth-shattering mission statement is to put self-improvement in the pocket of every person on the planet every single day totally for free. That's why we do seven episodes a week, every day for free. And then I would say the intention is just to make sure that we're staying us. One of my fears has always been forgetting what it was like at the beginning. So my purpose statement, the thing that I try to say to myself is my goal, my intention, my desire is to be the most extraordinary version of myself possible, 100%. But I don't ever want to forget what it was like not to be. Because if I lose that relatability piece, I lose the opportunity to help people because Alan is not a relatable human being. And that kind of is my strength in this partnership is I understand humans at a deep level, especially humans who are emotionally driven, who have low self-worth, who aren't confident and don't believe they, they can succeed. I don't ever want to lose that because if I lose that, I lose the opportunity to serve. So that's my intention. And Alan's intention is to understand people at a deeper level as well, because he doesn't think like most people. That's just not the way he thinks. I appreciate that. So with that said, as you project into the future, even grounded in the now, but project into the future, what does it look like? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's what we're doing now amplified. Really, it's how do we get a little bit better at everything that we're doing? Because that I think that's what a lot of people think. It's in 10 years, you're going to be doing more. Yeah, but I think we're going to be doing more through better. We're still going to be doing the same amount of podcast episodes every week. So we have to find a way to get better. Alan's, he can only do so many coaching calls. I can only do so many coaching calls. So it'll probably be more virtual stuff. I think that's the next thing is like, we'll probably record courses because our time is definitely getting to the point where I did 90 podcast last month. So there's only so much more time that we can pour in one-on-one. -on -one. So it'll probably be like creating more scalable things so we can help people while we're helping people while we're helping people. Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably what it'll look like if I had to guess. Yeah. And finance too. Not everybody can afford to fly across the country. Like that's part of it too is I think we, I think the world is going to go purely virtual for sure. It doesn't make sense not to for most places. We used to drive an hour to the studio. So I would have an hour drive to the studio and an hour drive home. Yes, I can learn and listen to books, but that's an hour I can't be on the phone with a client. That's an hour I can't be on the phone with a team. That is gone completely. I walk two minutes from my bedroom to the office. Alan does the same thing. Very little of what we do is in person. I see Alan, I don't know, once maybe twice a year at this point. And he's my business partner. I see him every day on Zoom. So I really do think it's going virtual. We'll do live events. We're going to do retreats, but that will not be the brunt of what we do. We will do more virtual than anything else for sure. I'm glad that you said that because I know I'm personally very comfortable with this platform or any platform that is virtual, I'm completely comfortable with it. There are others who are tired of meeting on Zoom. And mm. however, I find this to be very effective. It seems very practical to me versus in-person I just can't see that happening right now. Yeah. So that's just a genetism. I like it. Genetism. Well, the reality is that we all have to be comfortable how we move about. For me, it works. I require very little human interaction. So for me, it's just stick me in the studio, throw a camera on. I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally fine. And I just, I'm so used to it at this point. 
I'm on seven, eight, ten of these a day. So it's like, I just consider you and I knowing each other at this point, and it might as well be in person as far as I'm concerned. If we were to meet, I would already assume that we've met. That's how deluded I am with Zoom. So I'm all for it. I'm all in. I'm all in. So as you take a look at the technology factor and things of that nature, what what do you think would make it better? The technology in general or podcasting? Yeah, podcasting technology. I would say my guess is with virtual reality and augmented reality, they're going to find a way to work that in where it's going to be more of an experience, probably a community experience is my guess. The beautiful thing about podcasting is you can listen from anywhere. The not so beautiful thing is you have no idea who else is listening. You don't know. There's no other way to find out. You don't have a profile that says you listen to it. That's a weird thing that I think will change. I expect it to become more, I don't want to say more like YouTube, but I think there'll be an opportunity to actually communicate with other people that are listening to the same show. And it wouldn't surprise me if it was some sort of augmented reality, virtual reality stage. I could see that in the future. I just don't know. That's way beyond my pay grade. I don't know how they do that, but I could see that happening. Yeah, come to think of it, because the algorithms they're actually using to determine what podcast you may like listening to. Mm. It's very similar to what Amazon does. If you bought this book, others who bought this book also like these other books. Yeah. So take a look at this. Mm. And it's the same thing, at least with Apple Podcasts. Well, you listen to this podcast, you may like these other podcasts as well. So now yeah. we're talking about an extension of that. These people listened to this podcast. Mm. You might like these people. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's got to happen at some point. The the beautiful part of the community is community spreads through word of mouth. And it's just very hard now. The way podcasts grow is on social media. I think it's 65% of shows are discovered through social media or something along those lines. So I'm sure Apple's thinking of a way, how do we capture that? How do we make it more segmented where people can learn more about other podcasts through this podcast, through this platform? All things considered, podcasting is relatively young and most of the platforms aren't that good yet. They're not super user-friendly. They're very bland. There just isn't a lot to them yet. So I expect that'll shift. I just don't know what they're working on. I'm sure they're working on it as we speak. Sure, someone's working on it. So as we kind of wrap things up, what would be your call to action for our listeners? What would you like them to know about you, Alan, in the next level university? I would say if you're looking for a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement, we are doing episodes seven days a week on that. And really, we try not to take any shortcuts. It's very much, okay, what is going to be the most valuable episode that we can do? Let's figure it out and let's do it. That's really the main thing we're focused on. So if you're looking for that, our podcast, I believe, is right up your alley. If it's not, no worries. I still love you. I'll still support you. But give it a try and see if it's something you like. And we're on all the major podcast platforms. If you want to look at us, all of our episodes are on YouTube as well. So we are out there and you can find us just about anywhere. Yeah, it sounds like a master plan. Now, what about next level business solutions? Mm. So that is Alan's baby. I've met a lot of business coaches. We've worked with a lot of business coaches Alan understands the world in a very weird way where he understands the layers to almost everything. And I don't know how to explain it. I've tried to tell people about it. It's hard to explain. But Alan sees things that other humans don't see. And holistically, Alan is one of the most intelligent humans I've ever met. So when you understand health, wealth, life, love, the economy, 
trends, quantum physics. You can help people at a deeper level. Math, he's a math genius. You can help people with business at a deeper level. So yeah, that is Alan's department. I believe he's got clients he works with every single month and he is absolutely crushing it. So whether it's business or mindset or you want to have breakthroughs with your relationship, Alan is a wonderful person to talk to. Sounds like you guys have a great partnership. We're very blessed. We're very blessed. We see how you both interact and you understand what your value is to the overall initiative of yes. Next Level University, how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Yes, you know it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. Kevin, I certainly appreciate you giving me your time today and allowing our listeners to just peer into your environment a little bit and in your mind, just understand more of what drives you and what makes you the special person that you are. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I hope that this will not be the last time that we connect. It's really been a pleasure. Likewise, this was truly wonderful. I appreciate you and I very much enjoyed myself. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated and left a review or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations. So until then, keep that fire burning.